Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conversations with Trellis, the online radio broadcast and podcast hosted by entrepreneur, author, speaker, and success coach Trellis Usher. Each week, Trellis and her guests share insights and techniques to help you live with more intention and authenticity. Leveraging the power of Trellis's blueprint framework, she will discuss intimate topics like relationships, finances, career, spirituality, health and nutrition, as well as broader topics like social justice, culture, gender and racial equity, and activism. Be sure to tune in each week to Conversations with Trellis for another informative and engaging show. But now, let's join Trellis and her guest in the studio for this week's broadcast. Good Wednesday morning. Good Wednesday morning. This is Trellis with Conversations with Trellis. I am excited to have my listeners here again. Thanks, guys, for joining me this morning. It's going to be uh, a great topic, I think, very appropriate for this time of year. And so hopefully you guys have pulled up your chairs or pulled up your phone and will gain a lot from this subject. I know as I studied it during the writing of my book and I've tried to continue to maintain some of the positive habits that I put in the book, which is it's always a struggle. You know, life happens and you're constantly trying to find balance. And uh, But hopefully as I share these tips and techniques, you will find something in here that resonates with you. And uh, it'll be something that you can use and maybe share with somebody in your life that you love. The topic for today is uh, we're still in our spring cleaning series. And so the topic for today is emotional detoxing, emotional detoxing. And our call-in number, if you'd like to call in and ask a question or make a comment, is 347-850-8096. That's 347-850-8096 to call in and ask me a question or to share your insights. Again, this is a conversation. We don't have a guest today. Um, This topic is so full, and I have uh, an infographic that I'll probably share in the comments section after the call to, after the broadcast, to let you know where you can pick it up so that you can have uh, a document that really walks you through the steps we're talking about. So we don't have a guest today, so it'll just be me and you. Um, So... So hopefully uh, you guys don't mind that when it's just me and you and then not a guest. We're going to have a conversation. It's going to be pretty one-sided because you're not in the studio. That's why I need you to call. Call 347-850-8096 if you're enjoying the live broadcast and want to share your insights or have a question. So, again, spring cleaning series, emotional detoxification. I think about um, this time of year, again, whether if you're doing spring cleaning in your body, physically or you're doing spring cleaning in your home, your physical space that you live in, it's really the time of year where people start to get prepared. You kind of come through the first quarter of the year and set some goals and you jumped out of the gate and started doing things and felt very motivated. And then you get to about February, March, and some of that is starting to wear off. And you can't figure out where your motivation went. You can't quite figure out why it's so soon at the beginning of the year, and somehow or another you're already feeling lethargic, you're already feeling a bit sluggish, and um, you kind of let yourself down on a few commitments and goals that you made to yourself. Well, the culprit may simply be that in all of the goal setting, in all of the ramp up that we did for the beginning of a new year, we forgot to take into account sort of our inner self. 
And so maybe we didn't at the end of the last year or the beginning of this year, we didn't prioritize really figuring out what's going on with us emotionally so that we could set ourselves up for success with whatever else we needed to do. So if my emotions, if my inner self is out of whack and is not together, it's going to be pretty hard for me to sustain any goals that I have for the future. And so in my book, The Blueprint, How to Design and Live a Life of Authenticity and Purpose, I talk about the emotional detox is really that excavation phase to building your dream life. So again, if I take us back to the metaphor of custom designing and building a house and how that looks and how it aligns to custom designing and building a life of your dreams, you know that before any concrete is ever laid when you're building a new house, that the uh, general contractors, the carpenters, the folks have to come in and really excavate. You have to dig up that old ground, make sure that there aren't any old rocks, old pipes, anything that's going to get in the way when you try and lay that foundation. And so that excavation is really aligned to what I call this emotional detox. It's digging up all of the dirt and figuring out what you have, what you can work with, uh, what needs to be tossed or carried away so that you can get that ground prepared so that when the contractors get ready to pour the foundation, that you've got a, a good slate, a good clean slate to start with. And so that's what emotional detoxing really helps us to do. And if we haven't done that this year, if we haven't done it in years, then it really is going to be tough to maintain or sustain any other work that we try and do around living the life of our dream. So that's what we're going to talk about um, in our time together today. So emotional detoxing, how do you know if you've even got a problem? So how do you know if this is something that maybe you need to consider doing or if you're pretty good? I would say some of the symptoms, as I was researching it for the book and also for this broadcast, some of the symptoms that you may start to see or feel if you've neglected doing any sort of an emotional detox or things like hair loss, uh, fatigue, maybe you're having headaches or general aches and pains in your body, a lack of focus. That's always one for me that is a clear indication that, that I need to stop and take a little bit of time is when I start to have really a lack of focus. I'm a little ADHD anyway, I think. <laughs> but um, when it really, I, I know when it's bad. I know when it's more than it typically is. And so um, loss of focus might be a symptom. Maybe you're having some stomach upsets, you know, beyond the usual that may occur after you've eaten uh, a big meal or a bad meal or a meal that doesn't agree with you, but general kind of stomach upsets. Maybe you're on edge a lot. Maybe you're just a little bit more on edge than you normally are. Um, anxiety can be another symptom that you notice when you're not normally an anxious person. Maybe all of a sudden you start to feel this general sense of anxiety most days or most of the day. Um, another one might be weight loss or weight gain. That's, again, more than or less than what you typically experience. And so those can be, and especially if you're not trying, right, if you're not trying to gain weight, if you're not trying to lose weight, but somehow or another that seems to just be happening, then that may be an indication along with any of these other symptoms that maybe you need to sort of focus inward a bit more, okay? So I think, again, I think all of us set out to set our goals in the beginning of the year, and everybody I know has a health and wellness goal, their life plan. 
in terms of trying to either eat better, get more exercise, drop some weight, tone up, better just general health in terms of endurance uh, and things of that nature. Maybe, you know, I'm at that age now where me and a lot of the people that I know and work with are starting to hit those um, points in their life where you're getting people with a lot more high blood pressure diagnoses, a lot more high cholesterol, uh, people needing to watch out for stroke symptoms and diabetes, things of that nature when you start to get into your mid to late 40s can creep up on us. And so our initial knee-jerk reaction is to approach it from a standpoint, well, I need to eat better and I need to exercise. And while those two things are definitely true, um, I think if you're not carving out some time to also focus internally, then it'll be hard to maintain those other lifestyle changes. So emotional detox really is that excavation. It really is, to me, step one uh, or step two, but it's very early in the process of trying to alter and change your life for the better. So a couple things in terms of the process. So here's, here's, here's my process for how you can do emotional detox and spring cleaning. And, again, if you're out there uh, listening to the live broadcast and you have questions or insights of your own, would love to hear those. You can give us a call at our call-in number, 347-850-8096. That's 347-850-8096. thing that you need to do with spring cleaning is, uh, is preparation, right? When you think about your house or your body, anything like that where you've gone through a spring cleaning process, you have to prepare. So when you think about doing it at home, you have to go out and buy bags. Maybe you have to buy boxes. Maybe you have to sit down and write out a plan uh, for when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it. You need to set a date. You need to determine whether or not you need anybody to help you with it. And so you need to reach out to that person or those people and get their availability. So there's this preparation phase that you need to do to get ready for your spring cleaning. And those are the same types of things that you need to do when you're approaching uh, an emotional detox. So gathering what you'll need for the process for yourself. So taking inventory. Maybe you want to go back and look at some of your journals. Uh, if you're a person who does journaling. Maybe you want to go back and look at that. So what do you want to accomplish with this emotional detox? So, again, I think it's identifying at first what are the symptoms that you're experiencing that are telling you this is something that you may want to do, and then setting a goal for yourself. How do you want to feel at the end of this emotional detox? And so taking inventory, figuring out where you are and where you want to be, I think is a critical first step. You need to prepare. And then also getting your mindset around the idea of emotional detox. I know that like right, right now, for example, I'm doing a 20-day cleanse uh, for my body, and I had to prepare. I had to get the supplements that I was going to use, but I also had to get my mind prepared for the changes. This detox that I'm on, it's the D-Herbs 20-day full cleanse, so uh, you can check out my website, www.trellisusherbydesign, and there should be a banner over on the right side of that homepage. And if you click there, you can go to this D-Herbs website, and you can check out uh, the cleanse products there. But I'm doing the 20-day full-body cleanse. And so for 20 days, I have to eat raw food. And so I have to prepare for that. I, have to, I need to make a grocery list. I need to get by the grocery store to pick up the things that I will need, at least for week one, as I'm embarking upon this cleanse. So preparation is key when you're doing an emotional detox as well. You need to make sure that you have what you, what you need in order to pull it off. And then I think the other thing is that's also part of preparation is turning off the spout. Any negativity that you're taking in on a pretty consistent basis, if there are any toxic things that are in your life or toxic people 
that are in your life. What you need to do is you begin to pr- prepare for your emotional detox. You have to turn off the spouse, right? You can't continue um, talking to people that are very negative all the time. You can't continue watching all of the TV programs on TV that just have a lot of drama, a lot of negativity. You really have to turn off the spout. You need to just take that stuff off of the table for a time period so that you can get prepared for this emotional detox. So I think preparation, big first step, and part of that is figuring out what you want, what you want to feel like at the end of the detox, but then also taking off, uh, turning off the spout so that you're not continuing to pour in more emotionally uh, toxic elements um, while you're at the same time preparing to move forward uh, on your detox. Step two um, is, again, media, TV, news, social media, even your own thoughts and limiting beliefs, getting control of those things and deciding, okay, I'm only going to watch an hour of the news a day. I'm only going to spend maybe an hour or two on social media a day, just kind of mindless. Now, if it's your job, that's very different. But if it's what you do sort of as part of recreation or getting your news, then, again, taking a look at how much media you consume and the content or the subject matter that you're consuming and figuring out what you need to just let go. It's not helping you emotionally. It's actually hurting you. And so figuring out how to stop allowing more toxicity in is step two. Step three is clearing out the junk. So at some point when you are doing spring cleaning in your house, you have some boxes, you have some bags that are starting to accumulate, and so throwing them out, getting rid of the junk. And so, but when we do this step in an emotional detox, I think as well as if you do it in your house too, you have to be mindful uh, and intentional about what you throw away. Because being in a toxic state emotionally or living in a house where there's just a lot of clutter and junk when you finally make up in your mind that you're going to do something about it, you can go overboard, right? You can sort of go from not having done anything for a very long time and letting things just build up to all of a sudden just wanting to get rid of everything. And so in that haste, you may actually throw out some things that are useful to you. And it's the same when we're detoxing emotionally. You may throw out some things or get rid of some things that are useful for you. So even though you may be feeling a little bit more stressed right now because you're carrying around a lot of sort of toxic and negative emotions, you still want to try and be as mindful as you can about what you get rid of. You want to be as intentional as you can about what you get um, get rid of because in our stressed states, we can tend to overshoot it, okay? So don't get rid of everything, um, but really have, you know, have some process by which you look at the things and the people and the media consumption and you look at those aspects of your life and ask yourself a couple questions about whether or not it's still useful and whether or not maybe you need to hold on to it and not just toss it. But there are some things emotionally that we just know to toss. If you're having a lot of negative self-talk, toss it. If you have people in your life who constantly bring you drama, they're constantly gossiping, constantly negative, no matter what day you talk to them, their life is always falling apart. There's always some drama going on. You need to cut that person off, at least for a time, while you're going through this detox. It's similar to the one that I was just telling you about with a full body cleanse. For the first 20 days of the detox, I need to eat all raw food. It doesn't mean I have to adjust and uh, have that lifestyle forever going forward, 
But in order to get my body reset so that it can get back to doing what it, what it needs to do, for a period of time, I have to do that. So there may be a period of time where you have negative people in your life and you just need to cut them off, okay? So clearing away, clearing away the junk. And what I would say is another way to be intentional about that, aside from just sort of eliminating things altogether, is take 10 to 15 minutes a day in quiet reflection and being still and just consult God and the universe about what to do with some things in your life, especially if they are dilemmas. So, for example, the person that you need to cut off is a very close relative, and so you don't quite know how you're going to accomplish not speaking to that person for a couple of weeks. So I would say consult God, consult the universe about those types of dilemmas that you may have, and 10 to 15 minutes a day at a minimum of quiet reflection and being still is a good way to do that. Some people call it meditation. Some people call it prayer. Um, some people just call it quiet introspection. Uh, some people call it being. So whatever, however you define it for your life, that's one of the great things about the blueprint is I don't prescribe anything. I don't tell you how to pray or how to meditate or what to call it even, how to label it or if to label it. Um, but whatever that is for you, just spending 10 to 15 minutes a day where you are uh, in some sort of quiet reflection and just being quiet and thinking about all of the things that are going on emotionally with you and uh, what you need to be doing about those things is another great tip to be intentional and mindful about what to talk and what to keep. Okay. This, you know, this, a lot of us are just emotionally constipated, you know, thinking about this whole body cleanse and, um, and uh, analogy that I'm using. And so it just comes to the place of letting some things go. There may be some um, not so great emotions and feelings and thoughts that you've been holding on to for a long time that have just become part of your narrative. It's just part of what you've been telling yourself all of these years about yourself, about other people, about life, about who's in the White House, about uh, how the police feel about black people and brown people. And over time, even though while some of those things are true and they're things that require our attention and we have to be uh, socially active, we have to look at things that are happening in our world and pick a side and choose how we're going to positively impact the world and move things forward in a, in a positive way. But if you, if you don't have a process in your life by which you are able to let things go and get them out of your system, then you just become this repository for all of the waste and all of the negativity that you consume. I just heard as we're, you know, coming out of uh, the 50th anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination, um, everywhere on social media and in media there were all of these quotes uh, that Dr. King said during his lifetime, quotes from his books or his writings, interviews that he had on television, but there were also some interviews from um, folks about him, so documentary types of interviews. And one of the things that I heard in one of the interviews, and I heard it before, but it was that when the doctor who was doing the autopsy for Dr. King, um, one of the things that he said, and Dr. King was 39 when he was assassinated, and the doctor who did his autopsy said that if he did not know that it was Dr. King, he would have thought that it was the body of a 60-year-old man. 
So that's just indicative of the type of damage that can be done even to our physical bodies when we walk around and we carry around a lot of stress. And if you're a person who is in a healing profession, if you're a coach, a counselor, a therapist, uh, if you're in the, in the fight for social justice and you're an activist in that way, um, those are all things that have a lot of toxic load to them. If you're a police officer or a fireman or a physician, you're dealing with so much of an emotional load where you're dealing with death or you're dealing with injustice or you're dealing with um, criminal elements in society. You're dealing with terrorism and racism and sexism. And we can carry those things around if we don't develop um, ways in our life to let the load go. So not let the work go. Continue on with the passionate work and the necessary work that we need to do. But at the same time, we have to have a way of letting things go. Think about your bathroom in your home. If you only used it, but you never flushed it, how long would it take for the waste to build up? How long would it take before that home becomes unlivable, right? Think about that. So it's the same thing with your emotions and with your life. You have to find a toilet. You have to find a way to flush and let go. Now, those things that are in the toilet, at one point, they were useful. When they were going in, they were food, they were nutrients, they were water. It was water. And so they were all useful when they were coming into you. They were things that you needed to consume. You needed them so that you could process and do whatever it was that you needed to do. But then there, your body has a way of letting, of releasing the waste taking what it needs to do what it needs to do and function how it needs to function, and then letting go of what sort of is the waste. And so if you have a very challenging job or passion or, you know, or, or, or things that you do in life, maybe you lead a nonprofit organization, you have to find ways to let go of the waste, right? And so it's the same emotionally. You have to be able to find a way to do that. So spend a little bit of extra time there. But I think it's necessary because I think this is where we get stuck. There are those of us who do very meaningful work, but that work comes with a huge uh, load to it, and it can turn toxic if we don't find a way to let it go. And it can be bad for our emotions, but it can also be bad for our overall physical health uh, as well. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about your emotional detox. You may have to let some things go for a while that maybe you can pick back up later, but you have to get clear uh, about what you keep and what you let go. So, again, call us with insights if you'd like. If you've got some insights on the conversation, 347-850-8096. That's 347-850-8096. Okay. So we talked about preparation. We talked about turning off the spout and stop allowing more toxicity in through media and news and all these different things. We talked about clearing out the junk, so just simply letting go, but doing it in a way that's intentional so you don't toss out things that may be useful, but that just in this moment of stress right now, you just you just want to throw it all out. And I've had those feelings. I am sure that in my haste sometimes to just declutter my house, I've put some stuff in a bag and just given it away or thrown it away because I was sick of looking at it. And I didn't ask myself any questions. I didn't want to ask any questions. I was like, I'm just tired of looking at it, and so I'm bagging it and I'm tossing it. And so you want to be a little bit more intentional about it. Um, but, again, if you've had something sitting in a box for two years and you haven't touched it or cracked open the box, it might be safe to say that it's not anything that's pertinent to your life, and so you may just be able to toss it. Um, and so you have to make those decisions for yourself. And one of the tips or ways of doing that is through sort of mindful um, reflection, introspection, being quiet. 
The fourth step, after you've done some of that sort of clearing and cleaning, is reclaiming your authentic voice and your inner peace. And so this step four is really about now that I think about if I'm at the end of that 20-day cleanse, right, I've done the reset, I've gotten rid of the toxic uh, things that I'm consuming, I have boxed up and bagged up, got rid of the limiting beliefs, um, what do I do now to reclaim my authentic voice? and my sense of inner peace. And so I think some of the ways that you do this that I talk about in the book are this, say what you mean. Say yes when you mean yes and say no when you mean no. A lot of the stress and overload that we have in our emotions that end up turning toxic on us are because we're people pleasing. We're saying yes when we mean no. We're saying no when we mean yes. We don't know how to trust our own voice. Our intuition is all out of whack. We just don't know whether we're coming or going, as my grandmother used to say. And so part of reclaiming your authentic voice is you've got to get clear with yourself. And now that you've gotten rid of some of the junk, even if you missed it, even if you're wrong a few times, the point is that you've got to learn how to trust you and trust your own intuition and your own voice. So say no when it feels like no and say yes when it feels like yes. And that won't always be the case because in getting to an emotionally toxic state, it's been out of whack. So you're going to need some experimentation, right? So there are going to be things that you say no to just kind of as your natural default that maybe you should have said yes to. But again, you're much more emotionally available to yourself now. And so you will be the first one to recognize that, uh, you know, that might have been a situation where I should have said yes. And the converse of that is true. You'll say yes to some things that you should have said no to. But again, because you've done some work to clear away some of the clutter and some of the existing toxicity, you'll be the first one to realize, I should have said no. That wasn't really something that I needed to do or should have done. I should have said no. And so as you have those negotiations with yourself, now hopefully in a much clearer place emotionally, you'll be able to know when maybe you made a mistake. But the first thing is that you just got to start going with your gut. You've got to get back to being able to hear that still small voice inside of yourself that's trying to guide and direct you in which way to go. And life is so busy. Life is so crazy. There's so many voices um, floating around in our heads that we're not clear which one is us. And so reclaiming your authentic voice and your own inner peace is really about discovering which of those voices that you hear in your head is you. Right? Which one is your mama, your daddy, your grandmother, your boss, your children, your preacher, your pastor, your um, imam, and which one is really you? And so part of that is just sort of you've got to trust your gut and you've got to get back to a place of just saying what you mean. I think secondly, in reclaiming your own authentic voice, you have to establish boundaries. You have to have healthy boundaries. So if there are people that are constantly gossiping or bringing drama to your life, if there is too much social media usage and the things that you're consuming on social media are all pretty toxic uh, or, you know, just, just, you know, not things that are positively reinfluenced or reinforcing, I'm sorry, positively reinforcing uh, positive thoughts that are inspirational, then you want to limit or eliminate those things. So establishing boundaries, how, how much time am I going to spend uh, on social media? How often am I going to answer my phone when this particular person calls? Because no matter what, they're just not at a place where they've recognized for themselves that they dump on me whenever they call. 
And so am I going to not answer my phone immediately when this person calls every time? Set boundaries around rest and self-care. I'm going to go work out, you know, four days a week for an hour, and during that time, that is my time. That is one of the ways that I care for myself. And come hell or high water, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to prioritize that. And so how do you set boundaries around your rest and your self-care? Once a month, I'm going to go to the spa and get a massage, and that is my time. I'm going to set aside the budget for it, and then I am going to make that happen because that's one of the ways that I care for myself. I am going to get outside and walk at least once a day uh, for about 20 to 25 minutes. That's one of the ways that I care for myself. I'm going to journal uh, every night before I go to bed. Whatever those rituals and routines are for you that allow you to rest and recharge your batteries, putting boundaries around those things so that people can't take them off of your plate. Those are also things that you need to do uh, in terms of establishing boundaries. And then thirdly, I think it's putting good stuff in. So inspirational music and books and videos. There's, there's so much content out here right now, and we can get overwhelmed. But the truth of the matter is that for most of us, we're letting the algorithms take care of it. And so what that basically means is if all I do uh, when I'm on the Internet is search for the latest gossip, the latest sort of pop culture happenings, uh, who has a new song out, um, the latest cop shooting, um, the drama that's going on in the White House and the Russia probe. And, again, all of those things I need to know about. But if I spend 80% of my time on, on the Internet and on social media looking at and searching for those topics, then that's all I'm going to get coming back to me because that's how algorithms work. They give you more of what you're already consuming which, again, is another reason why our society right now is so polarized, because people aren't getting dissenting views. They aren't being informed by looking at the entire picture. They just keep getting reinforcement for the piece of the pie they already like, and so they just keep consuming more. And so what you have to do is it's not going to automatically show up in your Facebook feed if that's not what you typically listen to. So you're going to have to go to YouTube and go to SoundCloud and go to Spotify and go to whatever your, your source is for looking at videos and music and books, and you're going to have to be intentional about searching for things that are positive and inspirational and motivating and uplifting, right? And then you're going to have to consume those things for a period of time. You're going to have to make a deal with yourself and say that for the next week, for the next two weeks, these are the types of things, this is the type of media that I'm going to consume. Because, again, when you come off of a cleanse with your physical body, I may not need to eat raw after those 20 days, but I better not have a steak as my first meal after the detox either. Because after 20 days of cleansing and eating raw food, if the first meal on day 21 is a big old steak and a baked potato and something with some sugar and some syrup and a big dessert, I am going to be feeling awful after that meal. And so even after you've done the letting go and the clearing away and you start to put back some of the media that you need to consume for whatever reason or that you just like to consume, the hope is that you would have, you would, you would have felt so positive during the time that you didn't have it that you'll see the benefits of continuing on with some of those positive habits once you're considered, you know, kind of in the clear 
emotionally speaking, right? So again, reclaiming that inner voice, saying what you mean, establishing boundaries, and then making sure that you pour in lots of positive inspirational content, music, books, videos, to really help to just reinforce that new positive state, okay? So that's really, you know, kind of kind of my step to uh, an emotional detox. That's what we talk about in the book in terms of excavation and, and getting the ground prepared before you do anything, because I think this piece is necessary before you start setting goals around your health, your nutrition, your finances, your relationships, um, your education, your career and vocation, any of the other areas of your life can be severely um, delayed or even derailed if you're carrying around huge toxic load emotionally. And so I think as you, I know many people have already set, set goals for 2018 and you're kind of already on your way and that's great. But if this isn't something that you have a practice of doing monthly, quarterly, annually, then I'd encourage you to, to get prepared to take on one, either later this month in April or starting in the month of May. Start to get prepared for how can you do an emotional detox. And, again, some of those symptoms, fatigue, headaches, lack of focus, maybe stomach upsets and just kind of a general feeling of not being uh, healthy. Maybe you're on edge. Maybe you seem to be a little bit more stressed and more prone to just snap at people than, than you typically are. Uh, and if anxiety or depression are things that you haven't suffered with before, you don't have a diagnosis, but you just have this general feeling of anxiety or general feeling of depression, those may be signs and symptoms that are letting you know that you need to spend some time just sort of clearing out uh, emotionally. And I will say if you're having, I, I always, uh, as a coach, I'm not a licensed therapist. I am not a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist or anything of that nature. I'm just somebody who spent 20 years uh, in helping professions and have uh, been certified in various uh, personality and behavioral assessments as part of the work that I do in my consulting practice. And so understand a bit about human behavior and human performance just because I've, I've, that's been my life uh, and my career for 20 years. But if, you, if those feelings are chronic, if they are, any of those symptoms are chronic, if any of those symptoms seem to be a little over the top, more than just kind of general malaise or anxiety, then certainly please go and check with your, um, your family care uh, practitioner, your physician, your doctor. If you have a therapist, please go talk to your therapist because there are things that, um, that require a little bit heavier hand than something that a coach can provide. And so I think all of us need to stay in our lanes. And so I don't uh, presume to try and tell people what to do if they're really having medical uh, or serious psychological or behavioral concerns. Go talk to your doctor, right, because that's what I would do. That's what I would tell me, and that's what I'm telling you to do. And any coach, um, any life coach, success coach, physical fitness coach, nutrition coach, if anybody is telling you anything different, then I would be wary uh, of that that person because if you're having significant symptoms and issues with your body or your mind or your emotions, then there's no harm in going to check with somebody who, um, who is trained to deal with that from a clinical standpoint, okay? All right, so real quick, just a recap of those um, four steps. 
for your emotional detox and things you could do. And uh, step number one is preparation, making sure that you have everything that you need. You don't want to just wake up tomorrow and decide you're going to do an emotional detox. You will not set yourself up for success that way. You need to prepare. You need to plan. You need to start working on your mindset, um, figuring out what your goal is, how you want to feel at the end of that. So preparation. Second, turning off the spouse. So any negativity that you're taking in externally or even your internal self-talk, stop it. (laughs) Simple way to say it. You got to stop it. You can't clean out something while you're continuing to put more junk in it. At the same time, you never get where you need to do. So you're going to have to just stop allowing more toxicity in. Step three, as you start to accumulate those things and, and, and come to the understanding of what those toxic elements are, what those limiting beliefs, what those, um, you know, the negative self-talk, clear that junk out, start to let it go, start to get rid of it. And you want to do that a bit intentionally. You don't want to do it with everything. Otherwise, you'll end up in analysis paralysis. If you, if you stop and look at everything and say, do I need to keep this or do I need to throw it away? There are some things that will be evident uh, that you need to get rid of. And so if you're not sure about it, spending 10 to 15 minutes a day, this inquiry reflection might help you gain some clarity. Or if you have close, really close friends and family members that are kind of your go-to and you shouldn't have any more than about three or four of these people in your life, uh, in my opinion, um, because when you start looking at more than that, I think they're in the next circle out. But your close, close, close circle, ask those people. You know, I'm, I'm going on this emotional detox. I need to start getting rid of some toxic things in my life and getting rid of some things. What do you think I need to get rid of or let go of? And then you may gain some great insights from the people that are closest to you. Eight times out of ten, it's probably stuff they've been telling you over the years you need to kind of look at anyway. So reach out to those resources. And fourth, reclaiming your authentic voice and your own inner peace. And you do that by saying what you mean. Say yes when you mean yes, no when you mean no. Establishing boundaries around people and situations that create or bring drama to your life. Setting boundaries around the amount of social media usage that you'll have on a daily or weekly basis. And then setting boundaries around your rest and your self-care and prioritizing those things that are life-giving to you. And then thirdly, pouring in the positive, right? That's a way to maintain and sustain the positive changes that you made. So putting in inspirational music and books and videos and not just taking for granted that, oh, I completed the cleanse, I feel so much better, and so let me just go back to my old habits. That never works. I don't care what lifestyle change you're making. Going back to your old habits is a surefire way and back up in your old lifestyle with those same symptoms and problems that you experienced before, right? So so those are the four things. And, again, I will post in the comments a link for you to get to this infographic or this cheat sheet that goes over these four steps in the process so that you can have those for you and you can print them out or put them up or carry them on your phone. Uh, or whatever, but I think, and in terms of duration, you know, uh, some of my clients ask me, well, Charles, how much time do you think I need to allot for an activity like this? They say it takes 21 days to make a habit, and that's just kind of common wisdom that we always share when we're trying to make a significant lifestyle change, and so I would, I would just echo that. I would say if you do it for a week, that's not going to be enough time. Two weeks doesn't even really feel like enough time to make these types of significant changes, because you may spend 
it may take you a week just to get prepared. And then as you're starting to look at uh, cutting off certain things, setting boundaries, clearing out the junk, you're in this constant cycle of discovering what is junk or waste and then processing it out of your life and letting it go. And that process, that loop will happen over and over again over time. Part of it is going to be, you know, people. Part of it is going to be practices and things that I'm doing that I need to let go of. Part of it is going to be media consumption. Part of it will be around identifying and letting go internal limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. So you can stay at step number three, clearing away the junk. You can stay there for two or three weeks just doing that discovery and letting go, okay? So I would say at a minimum it's 20, 21 days for your emotional detox. And if you want to go a month or two, it's great time spent. You know, you still, it's not wasted time at all. And so I would say, but at a minimum, I would say at least 21 days commit to it. So when you set your goal in the beginning for how much time you're going to spend on this, I would say at least set, set the goal for 21 days uh, to work on your emotional detox, right? Okay. So I'll post the link and, and you can get to it that way. And um, hopefully I've said something that's been, you know, turned on a light bulb for you or been an aha moment. Sorry, we didn't have any callers, and so you just had to listen to the sound of my voice for the last, what, 40 minutes or so. <laughs> but hopefully you gained some insights from, from, um, from the conversation. And so that is it. That's all I want to share with you today. And, again, you can check out uh, my website is www.trellisusherbydesign. If you're looking to me for or looking for me in terms of some corporate consulting work, then you've got www.tre dash group.com. That's the TRLS group. And so you can reach me there as well. Uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, you can reach me at Trellis Usher. And you can DM me there or just kind of hang out and see what's going on and follow me there as well. But thanks, guys, for, for joining me and listen. Oh, don't forget, on April the 21st, I will be keynoting at Sundresses and Hats Women's Empowerment Brunch. And so if you follow me on social media anywhere, you'll probably see a link to the tickets that are on Eventbrite. And so if you want to come out, meet me, say hi, grab a copy of my book, and have me sign it for you, I will be there on April 21st at 11 a.m. at the Sundresses and Hats Women's Empowerment Brunch. And the theme there is Empowered to Start. So, you know, talking about emotional detox and, uh, and physical detox, it's, again, how do you get started if you've got a business that you're looking to start? If you're writing a book uh, or need to get started writing a book or you're looking to start a new healthy lifestyle, sometimes we just feel stuck. That's that constipation that I talked about. We just sort of feel stuck and we have all these symptoms and we know we need to do something, but we can't quite figure out how to get going. So that Women's Empowerment Brunch, we'll be talking about that. So if you're in the Atlanta metro area, go out to Eventbrite, do a search on sundresses and hats. You'll see the tickets there. And come out and join us on the 21st for that uh, empowerment brunch. We'd love to see you. I'd love to see you. So that's it. Again, thanks, guys, for joining me on Conversations with Trellis. And remember that whatever conversation, uh, whatever it is that you're doing in life, the first conversation that you need to have is with yourself. So thanks for joining me today. And I will look forward to chit-chatting with you guys again on next week. Thanks and take care. Bye-bye.